Welcome to the Mean Moms Podcast. I'm your host, Joanne Kraft, author of The Mean Mom's Guide to Raising Great Kids, and I'm so glad you're here. You know, I believe motherhood is the hardest job on the planet. You're not meant to do it alone. Every mom needs her own cheering section. On the Mean Moms Podcast, you'll hear from other moms just like you. You'll be inspired, encouraged by their stories, and I'll be your personal parenting coach running right alongside you. So when you're feeling weak, you'll find strength here. When you fall, we'll pick you up, dust you off, and remind you of the high goal of parenting, to raise respectful, independent, God-honoring adults. Us Mean Moms, we're a rare breed, and we know something you don't know. Mean Moms, raise great kids. You're listening to episode four of the Mean Moms podcast, and I'm your host, Joanne Kraft. Today, we're going to be talking about the must-have manners for every Thanksgiving dinner. But first, I really need to thank you. Uh, Thank you for your emails. Thank you for your text messages. Those of you who have my phone number, thank you for... uh, Those of you who know me personally, who've come up to me and thanked me for starting the Mean Moms podcast, I need to thank you for that. Your encouragement is huge and it means a lot to me. I read all your emails and I mean it when I say if there's ever any topic that you uh, want me to cover, make sure to email me about it because I would love to do that. And I first have to tell you though, um, fall is my absolute favorite time of year. I love it. I love the colors. I love sweaters. Uh, As I get older, I look way better in a sweater and scarf and hat and mittens uh, and jacket than I do in anything sleeveless. So fall is definitely a time of year that I love. And I realized I even decorate in the colors of fall. I was noticing that in my house. I have a lot of golds and reds and browns. And and so, yeah, I, I love fall. And Thanksgiving has always been a big favorite meal, favorite holiday gathering for me, because it just, it has so little expectation except to just have everybody you love around your table uh, and to eat a good meal together. And that's just huge for me. So with Thanksgiving just around the corner, it also means family who haven't seen each other for months will now be gathered around the same table to eat. And uh, that's why I really thought I needed to help equip you with a few ideas on how to make good manners king at your Thanksgiving table this year. Have you already shopped for your groceries? You know, it's just around the corner. Are you a little worried about how your kids are going to behave? What if I told you that good manners around the table have an awful lot to do with how successful your meal is? Did you think Thanksgiving was all about the food? Guess what? It's not. You can have a Thanksgiving meal prepared by a culinary trained chef, but if the kids around the table are out of control, no one, and I mean no one, will enjoy your meal, no matter how tasty it is. What I'm saying is this, good manners can make or break a holiday gathering. So I thought I'd share a few tips on which manners need to be encouraged and modeled before they're on display in front of Aunt Mabel and Uncle Aloysius this year. I made a list of five manners that kids should know before they eat with family, before they eat out at a restaurant, just five basics and a few that I think you're gonna be surprised about. And then I made five manners that us moms also need to work on. Yes, I said us moms, because I've had quite a few gatherings with people in my house over the years and these five manners with moms seem to be five manners that we just don't get and we need to enforce so our kids can be even better. Let's start with our kids. Number one, I'm going to take this old school. Napkins on laps. 
Yep, napkins on laps. Do your, do your kids know where to put a napkin when they sit down at a table? What do they do with it? Uh, I really think we need to train our kids to take the napkin off of the table and put it on their lap before food's passed out. It'll help them when they grow up. Learning these basics help your kids to be adults who can go out with people without parents around. They are teenagers who can hang out together and and not be cretins at a meal. Uh, They can be adults one day who uh, have work dinners and know what to do with that napkin. So number one, put napkins on laps. We need to teach our kids how to do this. Number two, don't eat with your mouth open and don't talk with your mouth open. Don't eat and don't talk with your mouth open. I didn't realize that this was also something I struggled with when I had braces, but it was. Um, Gently remind your child, not everybody wants to see what you're eating. And it's okay to wait a few seconds before you chew and swallow before you share what you have to say. So number two, don't eat or talk with your mouth open. Number three, don't interrupt. If you want a successful Thanksgiving dinner with the family, teach your children not to interrupt grandpa when he's telling that same story again. We don't want our kids to interrupt. Uh, Interrupting is something that I have a very hard time with. Uh, Being a 911 dispatcher, I was trained to interrupt and uh, get the important information out of any conversation as fast as I could. And after thousands of these kinds of calls, it has been very hard not to interrupt people when they are dragging along in, in a story. And anybody who knows me, and I guess anybody who listens to this who knows me personally, I have a very bad habit of interrupting and then filling in the blanks. So someone will be talking to me and they'll be like, I was at the, and I'll go store. They'll be like, no, I was at the park. I went with my friends to the movies. No, I went to church. So don't interrupt. It's rude. And it's something I really have had to work on, especially since moving to Tennessee. Being from California, I did not realize how bad I was at interrupting. And it is a West Coast thing. And in the South, I thought, wow, these people are just so interested in hearing what I have to say. That was not the case. Uh, They were just waiting for me to actually take a breath. So um, don't interrupt. Our kids, when they interrupt each other, when they talk, they like to say to one another, uh, did the middle of my sentence interrupt the beginning of yours? I'm sorry. So you can make it funny with your kids, obviously, depending on what age, but you can gently just put a hand on on a little one and say, hey, can you wait? You know, your aunt was talking, let her finish and just say it kindly. Uh, don't shame your child. And uh, if they're a teenager, you yeah, you can say it a little bit more abruptly. Uh, they should know and they should figure that out. It is a sign of respect uh, just to allow somebody to speak. And number four, don't allow your kids to grab or reach across the table for food. That's rude. Uh, it's not okay. And a lot of times we're not paying attention and they grab something they can't hold or it slips. I know every one of you are probably thinking of a time when your child reached for something and then pulled back and knocked over their drink. Uh, don't allow your kids to grab a reach. It's, it's okay for you to bring it to them and they can scoop it out if they're old enough, whatever it is from mashed potatoes to stuffing. Uh, but don't allow them to do that. And, and we do need to teach our kids if they do reach for something uh, to say, excuse me, Or to say to that person, can you please pass the salt or can you pass the rolls, please? Uh, You'll be amazed at how people will be just shocked 
that your kids are being polite. And, and that's what it is. It's just being polite. It's teaching respect. Manners are the first step, the very first step to teach respect to your kids. And then number five, uh, this one is important, whether it's Thanksgiving or birthdays or any event, when your child tries something new at the table, which all of our kids have done, we learn very quickly when our kid shouts out, I hate this, that we wish we'd taught them another way to say that. And so I came up with this when my kids were little. I taught my kids to say uh, when somebody asks why they didn't eat it or if they spit something out, don't you like it? Well, obviously I wanted to say to anyone, of course they don't like it or they wouldn't have spit it out. Um, <laughs> but I taught my kids to say, you know, it's not my favorite. It's not my favorite. That's okay. Instead of saying, I hate potatoes or I hate corn or I hate, uh, you know, auntie's sweet potato casserole. No, just say, you know what? It's not my favorite. And I'm going to give you a bonus manner that you can teach your kids. Uh, teach them to help clean up. This is not a time for our kids to be waited on hand and foot, especially if they are uh, older grammar school. I would say anything over the age of five. They can help with something. I have this adorable picture of my son, David, uh, one Thanksgiving at, at his great grandma's house. I was at my grandma's house for Thanksgiving. And he had, of course, the um, he was dressed as an Indian, a pilgrim Indian. He had the, uh, the what was it? Goodness, a bag, like a shopping bag vest. And he had the feathers on and he had gone around and just picked up uh, dessert plates, which I think were actually disposable uh, ones. I wouldn't expect you to allow your kids to obviously clear up china. But he went around and did that. And it's a picture of him in front of my grandma's fireplace in his little Indian garb. And he has $2 in his hand because my Uncle Marty had given him a couple dollars. And that's just so sweet because actually that was his great uncle, excuse me, his great great uncle. And so I just think that's so important because the older generation, when they see kids doing that, it just encourages them. And I promise you, they will, they will receive so much praise from other adults. You won't have to say anything and it'll encourage your kids to do the next good thing, uh, whatever those manners are that you've taught them. But start instilling them. It's really important because, you know, bad manners, they're not all about the child. There are a few bad manners that us moms have too, and, and we may not even know it. So I made a list of five manners that we need to work on as moms. And just take this from a mom who not only raised four kids, but also I have a lot of people over my house. I'm, when I say a lot, I mean a lot. We have people that stay with us. We have people that come over for meals. I have, I have women in my house every week. Um, for uh, discipleship. I have, I have people here all the time. Uh, so I've come up with five things that I see on a regular basis with us moms that I thought might help you in being respected a little bit more by your peers the next time you go and bring your kids to a gathering. Because the truth is, our kids will do what they see. And, and we need to be those people who model good behavior for them. So as far as parenting goes, and just remember, there are younger moms that are watching you and there are women that don't have kids yet that are looking to see, you know, who is it that I would love to emulate as a mom, you know, and we all take little things from each mom that we really respect. So if you want 
big time respect by moms and wannabe moms, here's five things that I think will make you pretty amazing. Number one, assist your kids. Uh, what I mean by that is this. Uh, when you're at a buffet table, when you're at, like I said earlier, uh, at the Thanksgiving table, help your child put food on their plate. Uh, no matter what buffet I seem to serve or go to, parents seem to think that their kids can do all of this by themselves. And when I say kids, I mean kids from the age of 5 to 15. And yes, there are kids that can go around and, and get things off the buffet, but there's nothing wrong in just kind of assisting and being with them because um, seven-year-old kids who are grabbing things with their hands and reaching up and cutting people off in the buffet line, it's incredibly rude. And I know you think your child can do a great job on their own. There's nothing wrong with you just standing behind and following around in the same line. It just allows you to quietly say, hey, hey, there's the tongs. Use the tongs when you grab the green beans. And I know you think this might be a no-brainer, but I just had a buffet at my house with 40 people, and it is not a no-brainer. Uh, kids are grabbing things and and eating like like crazy and and they're kids and I get that but walk with your kids around the buffet table it's the right thing to do and it teaches good manners and and just with that said if you do have a buffet and I'm really bummed I forgot to do this at the last gathering and I just had it last weekend for our small group here which I love having I do love having everybody here I really meant to have the elderly go first. The older people in the crowd, the generation of people who don't have kids, those people who are single, a lot of times as parents, we have the kids go eat first. And there's nothing wrong in that. I do, I understand the reasoning behind it. We wanna settle our kids down first. But I think if you go as a family around the buffet table, I think that's even better because kids first, parents don't go with the kids. Kids make a mess of things. Kids are the only ones that get something hot and they get the best of the food. And so what I really think is we need to show respect to those people who are gathering, um, the grandparents, the aunts and uncles. They need to go first. They've earned their spot to be first at the food table. They are the matriarchs and patriarchs of the family. And I think that really shows your kids, hey, you need to respect these people. They get to eat first. And there's nothing wrong with our kids waiting a little bit. We need to encourage our kids uh, to be patient and to wait. It's very important. I think it's a good, good place to start. And then number two, don't assume your kids are being good just because you don't hear them. When you go to a family gathering, and this is even after Thanksgiving dinner, but it's the whole meal. When I say Thanksgiving dinner, I mean the whole day. When you go to somebody else's house, don't assume that your kids are being good just because it's quiet. Just like at your house, and I, and I can imagine you do this at your house, when your kids are very quiet, that means something is very wrong. And that's usually when you have that little sixth, sixth sense to say, I need to go check on them. I don't know why when people bring kids to somebody else's house, when they're quiet, they don't have that sixth sense. They think, ah, peace, I get to eat. I've had so many gatherings at my house where parents bring kids here and they go and eat in my dining room and then leave the kids to run all around. And they sit there like they didn't have kids at all or they didn't even bring them. And, um, or they think my kids are being fine. You really do need to check on your kids at a Thanksgiving meal. And just, you don't have to, you know, be a prison guard, but just go in and say, hey bud, what you doing? How are things going in here? 
just so they know there is a parent present every time. I also know this because I've had the child who was probably up to something, or if I looked out my window and saw something being tossed from the second floor window, that was probably my kid. So I get that. So don't assume kids are being good just because you don't hear them when you're visiting somebody else's house. And number three, now remember, these are manners for moms. Manners at your house should be the same manners in somebody else's home. And so a lot of times when people come to my house, uh, they take their shoes off. Because I know a lot of you, that's your rule at your house. And, and that's fine for a lot of people. At my house, it's not my rule. I don't make people take their shoes off. Uh, I wasn't raised that way. And, and so I, for me, I just that doesn't something I do. I respect that when I go to somebody else's house, though. But when somebody comes to my house and they take their shoes off, I can say, hey, it's okay, you can leave your shoes on. And then it's up to the parent to correct me or not. And I've had some parents go to their kids, hey, you can keep your shoes on here. Or just recently, I had a mom say, hey, you know what, we do this at our house. Do you mind if we, I don't think my kids would know how not to keep their shoes off, you know? And I said, yeah, that's totally fine. But whatever manners are in your house, make sure they're manners in somebody else's. Jumping on the furniture. Just because you're at somebody else's house, and this is something you need to have, the conversation needs to happen before you get to the house. Uh, we had friends and, and the kids, their kids were pretty wild. And I would say to my kids, hey, just because you see these kids jumping on their own furniture doesn't mean it's okay for you to do it. And that's the conversation we would have ahead of time. So it's important you tell your kids this. Manners at your house should be manners in others' home as well. And that also means kids running in someone else's house is never okay. Uh, just, I mean, again, that it's usually the parent who sits in the other room and doesn't realize their kids are running around like wild and crazy guys and girls, um, but that's what happens. And so we really need to make a point uh, not to let our kids run all around the house. It's rude and it's not okay. And years ago when my kids had trouble with this, you know, I told my kids that I was creating a list of things I can't wait to do at their house when they're grown up. And one of them was, I told them, wherever I go, I'm going to run in their house. That also included me leaving like no toilet paper on the roll, which I did, I did get to have that moment when my oldest girl moved out into an apartment. And I thank you, God, I went into her bathroom and I, I thought the thank you, Lord, I was so excited. She had like three squares of toilet paper left on the roll and I stripped it and left it. Yes, I did. And oh, that was such a good feeling. Anyway, again, those that's not that I'm not talking about that here, guys. So yeah, those mom manners are okay when your kids are grown in their own house. So that's a little disclaimer. But um, yeah, manners at your house should be manners at others' homes. Number four. Okay, this one. This one is, this one I know you did not even expect at all. And I am going to tell you this one because you're going to be pretty amazed. Number four, don't make a family dinner the time to enforce new rules. And here's what I'm talking about. You know that mom, when you have Thanksgiving dinner or a birthday gathering and their little boy is sitting at the table and she tries to get him to eat whatever it is that's on his plate and it becomes this battle at dinner and he's crying for ranch dressing and you tell and you hear you just you're cringing because they're having this battle and she's trying to show you what a good mom she is by enforcing this new rule that he's not going to have ranch dressing at grandma's table and in your mind you're thinking dear lord in heaven please just give him the bottle of ranch dressing and and I don't know why people think 
they're, I mean, it's just so transparent. This is a new rule I'm just enforcing because everybody's watching. Don't make family dinner the time to enforce new rules. Just don't do it. It's okay. If your kids want ranch dressing, so be it. If you don't feel like having that battle, don't, but especially don't do it at somebody else's house. It's misery for all of us. Every one of us, please don't try and be a different parent. Please don't do that. And all of these things that I'm saying here, it's very important that you start talking to your kids ahead of time. That's why I'm hoping you actually get to hear this podcast before Thanksgiving dinner so you can kind of have a sit down with your kids. Now, number five, the number five must have manner for a mom at Thanksgiving dinner. And this one may surprise you because I'm telling you this first. Cell phones are a no-go. No cell phones on Thanksgiving. I'm telling you this first because our kids model our behavior. They see what we're doing. They see what's important. And research shows that when you actually study who's on their phones more, it's us adults. It is us adults. Go check it out. Research shows this. We are the ones that are addicted, even worse than our teenagers. So put down the cell phone. Leave it in the car. You want to be grandma's favorite this year? Keep the cell phones at home, period. Unless you are a heart surgeon waiting for that heart to show up for the transplant surgery, there's no reason you need to have your phone with you on Thanksgiving. There's just not. People know how to get in touch with you if they need to. And I'm telling you guys, when you don't have yours, it's easier to tell them not to have theirs, especially obviously when they're teenagers. What I would suggest is this. If they're teenagers, sit them down before Thanksgiving and say, hey guys, we are not having our cell phones. We're not bringing them with us on Thanksgiving. And I'll tell you how bad your kids kind of buck at that rule. You know how addicted they are and how much you don't want to do it shows shows yourself and shows the world how you're how addicted you are to it leave your phone in the car leave your phone at home Uh, if you want to be uh, in your grandmother's uh, trust you want to be sole beneficiary on everybody's will make sure that you don't have phones present it allows your kids to actually interact with family and i believe this so much that i created the cold turkey cell phone challenge Oh, yes, I did. The cold turkey cell phone challenge. So I've created the cold turkey cell phone challenge. And if you go to the show notes today, and the link will be in this podcast, if you go to the show notes at joannecraft.com for episode four, you're going to find a printable that you can download that actually gives you different bullet points on how to be cell phone free this Thanksgiving. And it even includes some printables, some images you can cut out and put around the house. Like this is a cell phone free zone, or um, I love you enough to say no to your cell phone addiction. Or how about this one? You can can cut this one out and actually slide it on over uh, at the table when somebody else uh, brings their phone. It says, I'm sorry, is Thanksgiving dinner interrupting your text messages? It is fun. It makes it kind of funny, so it's not as... Uh, kind of in your face, but it really is a good idea, guys, because you're battling for your family. Because what you see today, you're going to see later. What you see today uh, at your Thanksgiving table, you're going to see later at your kid's Thanksgiving table. And I promise you, you're going to really wish you created good boundaries with the cell phone when your own grandkids uh, do not look up from theirs. 
to talk to you. So I encourage you with that. And, and then I also include a printable and it says, I survived the mean mom cell phone challenge. I would love for you to actually print it off and take a picture with your kids and send it to me so I can actually share it on my social media and on my newsletter, which would be so awesome and so fun. So there you have it, the must have manners for every great Thanksgiving dinner. I really hope you can train your kids a little bit, equip them, model some of these for your friends and family. You don't have to say a word, They'll, they will notice. I promise you, they will notice. Good manners can make all the difference in this world to any family meal. This Thanksgiving, be a mean mom and force good manners. So no matter how dry your turkey is this year, Thanksgiving will be a success. Thanks so much for listening to the Mean Moms podcast. I'm really hoping you walk away today with a little bit of encouragement about how to make good manners a positive part of your Thanksgiving gathering. Because all of us need to learn how to be polite and kind to one another. Before you go, make sure to share the Mean Moms podcast with all the marshmallow moms in your life and then head over to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and leave a review so other moms can be encouraged too. Enjoy your Thanksgiving dinner this year. And remember, mean moms raise great kids.